When we have just lost every audience member. Fake news. That wouldn't do, Eugene. That wouldn't do. Technology. What a waste of $8. I'm going to keep it, but... Cocaine and mushrooms, Eric. Cocaine and mushrooms. I have a few questions, sir. Where's my locker? I can't find my locker. I could do better friggin' CGI on an Etch-A-Sketch. Oh, so you're good to go, though? I mean, I, I, you're getting over the flu, but you're still somewhat better? Yeah, now, as of the last 12 hours, but yeah. the last four days before that were hell. Yeah, I gotta say that, like, the after our last show last week, um, almost, like, as soon as I was done recording the podcast, I was like, huh, something's off. I don't feel that great, and by... Nighttime, I'm like, oh no, and then the next morning, I'm like, oh, um, now I'm officially just sicker than just sick as shit, and I've been sick since uh, Sunday morning was when I really started to feel better. Um, then, yeah, well, yeah, or even more like Sunday night when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm about done, but I don't, <laughs> I don't care if I would have been <coughs> sick. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I sound like right now. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't care if I would have been laid up in bed, could have barely moved. I would have, I would have wheelchaired my ass to the polls today to vote. <laughs> oh, man. And, yeah, I'm I, nobody else in my family is sick, so I think I got this from your Blu-rays, so thank you very much. Oh, it's just I you wonder- and me. It's just you and me that's got this. This is, I mean... Oh, it's and the awful, amount of but- time, I'm like, and it was like, it was everything. Every inch of me ached and snot and headache and achy and pissed off and the whole nine yards, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. What's, what's, uh, sorry, we got some technical difficulties here getting TJ hooked up in with us because Windows likes to do updates. At every time that we record, I get my computers fired up and I check for updates on that and Skype, like, hours before we start, because it, this has happened to us so many times. Yes. And I've only had issues with, I think, um, with with Skype, with the actual, with my actual operating system, the Apple, I, that's never been an issue, but Skype has. Yeah, his Skype is loading right now, he'll be ready in a minute. Okay. You can just hang on. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, the shit's in my throat, and of course, when you're sick, the kids are like, oh, Dad feels miserable. Let's be extra awful and crazy and bouncing off the walls and screaming and doing stuff like saying no when he asks us to do things. So I lost my voice this weekend from yelling at the kids and the dogs and just whatever. It was like my voice was gone. So then I sound like a prepubescent teen. And I'm like, oh, you mean like me? Look at that right now. <laughs> just awful. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, actually, it's funny when I was uh, I was I was so sick that it, it made, I'm like, oh, I'm I'm so sick. I kind of want to listen to death metal. So I've been kind of getting into a little bit more death metal, which probably doesn't make much sense, but in Eugene's strange, twisted logic, it does. It does. So I've been <laughs> finding these new bands that I've never heard of before. That I'm like, oh, this is oh, because I'm angry already, and I'm like, I, how do I release that anger? And so I'm like, well, fill your brain hole with uh, 
with some more anger I, and more that's, anger. It's the Extreme opposite. Anger. It's the opposite of what you should do, really. But I know, but it makes me happy. No, know, it doesn't. It makes you more angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but I've been really getting into uh, Hate Eternal, which oh man, such a killer album. Their new album, and then uh, uh, I'm not sure if you ever got into Napalm Death or not, but it's kind of like you know grindcore metal. Yeah, yeah, I've heard some Napalm Death. Um, it's Boy, it's really good. It's a lot more like this. Like, it's kind of death metal, but I can tell they're, it's different. It's not quite like that. And, uh, so I'm actually really been interested lately in all the different subgenres of dark metal and like extreme metal, I guess you could say. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But, um, I'm still, anyway. I'm still preparing for the show while we're waiting on TJ. <laughs> no. Uh,. Looking over my list. Oh, that's the end of it. Now, are you a, are you a big Lamb of God fan? I've liked the stuff that I've heard, but I haven't heard a lot of it. Okay. But some of the singing, I don't know. Eh, you know what I mean? They remind me of um, of modern Pantera. Like, they, they're, they're kind of that groove metal. Um, yeah, I, and, I can hear that. And Randy Blythe... Um, it just everything about that band seemed a little bit like Pantera 2.0, but I, which I, Pantera used to be my favorite band back in the day. And, uh, so I'm kind of getting into a little bit more, uh, Lamb of God, especially since the Slayer concert this past summer. They're, uh, I don't know. And Randy, Randy Blythe seems like it, like, I think that you, you've listened to him before, like on, uh, uh, Movie Crypt. Have you, did you hear his interview on Movie Crypt? No. Well, okay. I might have. Actually, really, I might have. Yeah, really interesting guy, and it's like he's just—he's—he's he's very smart. You see, <laughs> I'm gonna try TJ here. Oh, it says he's on. Nothing. Nope. I'll get him till four fifteen. Then it's on with the show. Are you um, at all interested in? Um, oh, what's the movie coming out this weekend? Um, the. the paratrooper type zombie thing maybe i think oh overlord yeah uh yeah it looks pretty sweet but I'm not really a theater trip for me yeah you? i would agree i yeah I, I would agree i, I would agree uh <laughs> so that's jj abrams produced it i believe right because i jj abrams name is attached to this thing yeah just as producer though okay but yeah, the director, I'm not familiar with him, but boy, those trailers look really, really good. Yeah, if, well, but you never know, though. It could be something that's just plopped on the Netflix in a couple of months. Uh-huh. It's an hour and 50 minutes, which, I mean, if it's good, great. But it also could be, you know, one of those, eh, you should have shaved 15, 20 minutes off of that bad boy and uh, kept it at 90 minutes. And actually, my wife and I are considering uh, that it's too early right now, but we might wait a couple weeks or close to Thanksgiving. We might take the boys to see that new Grinch movie with Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Oh, you know who directed that? No. That would be Scott Mosier. That Kev- is... Kevin Smith's producer on Clerks and oh, Small no kidding, Rats really? and Chasing Amy and Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep. So I wonder if this will... I wonder what type of tone they're going to go for with this. Like, I would imagine not the Jim Carrey version. I wonder if they're going to try to more go towards the the 60s, the original cartoon? 
I'm guessing the tone is going to be, well, if we make a uh, Christmas movie with a Grinch, a character everybody knows, it'll make a shitload of money. That, yes. (laughs) That You know, every year, my wife and I watch the Ron Howard, uh, Jim Carrey starring Grinch, and we all... I always enjoyed that movie. I know it got uh, really shit on through the years as a, you know, just over extravagant. It shouldn't, it, it's too much of, too much. But I, I've always liked it. Have you seen that movie? Uh, one time. No. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. I'll take, I, I'll take the card, the original cartoon. Oh, That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. We're gonna, are you ready to, uh, I'm Eric, by the way. Hey, I'm Eugene. And we might be joined by TJ at some point. But uh, he's having some technical difficulties, and I can't help him up in Maine. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, are you ready to move on to the roulette? Let's do it. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the roulette, we've got The Night Comes for Us, and You Are Never Really Here. And you can go first, sir. <clears throat> you Are Never Really Here, 2017, from director Lynn Ramsey. She made... The uh, very disturbing We Need to Talk About Kevin from 2011, and uh, she's got some other movies uh, that she, Ratcatcher, um, but the only one that I've ever seen is We Need to Talk About Kevin, which was very heavy, very depressing, but very well made. And um, uh, this movie, Joaquin Phoenix stars as a troubled vet that hunts down scumbags with a ballpoint hammer. And there you go. And it should work, uh, especially with the runtime being an hour and 29 minutes. And you, when you tack on the, or when you take off the end credits, it's, I mean, hour, hour 20, maybe. Um, I was pretty bored. They really? went, they went far to artsy. I, I hate to say that, but they did. It's, there's not much story there, and there's just long shots of thinking, and she's in the steam bath, and he's showering now, and he's struggling with his past, and then he's trying to rescue this little girl. Um, and there's a there's a great idea in this movie. It's just, I it needed something more than just uh, than just that art house sensibility, and just this the pacing was. Even an hour and twenty minutes, I'm like, come on, let's keep rolling. And for for a movie that was touted as being, oh, it's extremely violent. No, <laughs> no, no. Maybe it's because I'm jaded, but really, Man. I mean, there there were a couple of scenes in the trailer where he's like completely covered in blood. Mm-hmm. That's about as violent as it gets, right there, right, right there. All uh, right. It was. I mean, it was. I can appreciate what they were going for. It was not an awful movie by any stretch of the imagination. I was just, eh, meh. It was one and done. I'll never watch it again. Uh, I would be, I would be quite surprised if you would like it, but hmm. you never know. We'll see. Maybe I'll give it a chance sometime. Yeah. Back to you. TJ, are you there? Hello. Yeah. So I'm going to start smashing things and breaking <laughs> things. And- All right. So, as soon as my computer rebooted, it decided to crash again because, you know, Windows wants to update. And uh, I have a feeling my phone is going to die in about two seconds because my battery's almost dead. <laughs> so, I'm trying to load Skype on my computer real quick. So, if you happen to lose me, just carry on and I will be right back. Okay. 
wrong. The Night Comes For Us, 2018. Ido is a gangland enforcer caught amidst a treacherous and violent insurrection within his triad crime family upon his return home from a stint abroad. You know, I just watched this movie a couple days ago, and, uh... Hmm. I'd be hard-pressed to tell you much of the plot, other than, like, they're like, Hey, shoot a girl! And he's like, nah. And then the rest of the movie is just... Just carnage. Just absolute carnage. And it was great. And I think that you would like it very much, Eugene. Uh, oh, it's on my list. It's a smidge long at two hours and one minute, but I still was like, I don't care. There's there's another guy's brains. I mean, head smashed, floor, disgusting, and lots of machete stabbings, and <sighs> it was gross. It was gross, it's by that, I... In a good, actiony way. You wanted the raid? A proper raid sequel? This is it. This, this is in that ballpark. I, I might even say this is gorier than the raid, but I think I like the raid overall better as a movie. If you know what I mean. Got it. And we lost TJ again. Okay. Uh, let's, let's just get on to the next round. Yeah. What you got for me? First up is, bear with me here. First up, we got Incoming, uh, starring Scott Atkins and um, Space Station or something, and terrorists are taking over or whatever. Uh, so it's kind of a kind of a ripoff of of the Luke Besson Lockout, Lockout, which was a ripoff of Escape from New York or whatever. Yeah. So there you go, Scott Atkins, yay! <laughs> um, next up is Seven in Heaven. Um, 2018, a 16-year-old Jew discovers that each and every one of his fears is true. PG-13, hour and 35 minutes, and eh, it's probably tween horror light. Uh, I don't know. You might, may or may not be something you're interested in. Last but not least is The Other Side of the Wind. This is two hours but it's directed by Orson Welles, a Hollywood director emerges from semi-exile with plans to complete work on an innovative motion picture. So it popped up on Netflix, and I don't know much about it, but the trailer looked good and gets good reviews. So there you go. I am interested in that one. I also noticed they added a documentary about the making of that film oh. uh, as well. So might be a doubleheader situation. Uh, coming your way, Witchcraft from 1988. We talked about this one within the last week or two. Uh-huh. Uh, there we go, back up, that's your horror thing. Uh, what's the next one here? Oh, Son of a Gun. Scroll down a little bit. A young petty thief who received protection from a notar- notorious inmate in jail is forced to spring his defender from pi- prison and pull off a heist, starring Ian McGregor. And lastly, because I know you like filthy cartoon comedies just like me, uh, Big Mouth. I've been talking about this one for a while, and I looked it up, and you can get a, you can watch three episodes of that for your roulette, uh, and that will total less than 90 minutes. Um, and I think that's a fair thing to throw on there. And it's something, I, I know you're gonna like it, so, eh. There you go. Perfect, okay. So, um, I think that I will, uh, take, um... You know, why not? Let's take witchcraft, just because. 
I'm I'm feeling frisky and <laughs> eh, it might be good. It's ninety minutes and eh, yeah, eighties. It might it might be something. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take incoming because why not? I'm ready for another Scott Atkins joint. So <laughs> I, I think I finally got this straightened around. Knock on wood, so I can do my roulette review. If you're still ready for it. Okay, you can give us your roulette review. Okay. So, I took Death Race 4 Beyond Anarchy from 2018. 111 minutes long, rated R, directed by Don Michael Paul, starring a bunch of people on the Netflix. Uh, I gotta say, I was quite surprised how much I actually enjoyed this. <laughs> well, uh, and at times it tried a little too much with the story. It's it's a damn good action-packed, brutally violent, no-punches-pulled type action film. It's rather gory and loaded with nudity, all set to a thumping soundtrack of metal and rap. Uh, pretty much what you'd expect. The acting ranges from okay to bad. There are some good action sequences. The special effects are good. I really like the look of the whole film. It had a, just a grimy, dirty, filthy look to it. And that really helped set the tone for the rest of the movie. Uh, it's got a few ups and downs pace-wise, but for the most part, the hour 50 runtime doesn't feel too painful. If you want high art, this isn't it. If you want something that's short on story, loaded on blood, violence, action, and nudity, I'm looking at Eugene. Well, this mm -hmm. might just be the film you're looking for. In a lot of the ways, it's a throwback to over-the-top 80s action films with just a slightly modern twist. I give it a 6 out of 10, and for a roulette, I think you would be hard-pressed to uh, not find it super enjoyable. Hour 50, though. Yeah, that's... Ooh, that, <laughs> that, I know, I know. You kids in your hour and 15-minute <laughs> movies. Back in my day, we had to watch two hour and 15-minute movies. And <laughs> Do I need to see Death Race 2 and 3 to know what's going on? I don't know. I haven't seen Death Race 2 or 3, so... Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, there you go. Thank you for... Uh, letting us know about that one. I actually will probably keep that in the queue. It just, you know, a... if you guys are really bored, I I pick some uh, bonus roulette picks for you guys to add to your queues. Uh, I saw those, and I think <laughs> one was already on, and I think I own the other one. And okay. we, we, are, we already picked while you were messing, we are having Skype issues. <laughs> I see how it is. It's all right. We're, we're always on a time frame. <laughs> the, the kids, the, it, it, it's like a... Every day is like a horror movie, dude. The children are coming. The children are coming. The children are coming. So uh, we need to get on to the wrapping up the horror-thon. So there you go. Next week on the roulette, it will be incoming up against witchcraft. And there you go. Okay, are you guys ready to move on to the finale of the 2018 October Horror-thon? And we will finally see if Eugene's... Gave me his illness. Which one of us you put it to most best effort and watched the more binge the most movies while not Sick throwing up? Yeah, <laughs> I know you guys are way ahead of me. So I, I I had a bad spell where I didn't get to watch anything for like ten days. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a. I actually think I could have done better if we wouldn't have had some nice weather because the nice weather means that I got to be outside doing stuff. Whereas if it's rainy and cold and shitty, 
Next time, let's schedule the horrathon in January. Can I we do that. I had family things and stuff like that. Commitments, damn it, weddings and stuff like that, and that screwed up my movie viewing time. <laughs> People need to like change their their stuff to work around me. <laughs> okay, last episode we left off. Uh, the score was sixty-two to sixty-one. Me and Eugene. The last movies we reviewed were Revenge and Nightwing. Okay. So picking up from there, and you can go first. Okay. <clears throat> so getting down to the wire here, um, I did get sick the the evening. Like I said, the evening of our last podcast, so I was able to watch a few more than I normally would have because I was pretty much laid up. Uh, first up is Sleepaway Camp Part Two: Unhappy Campers. This is the sequel to uh, obviously the first one. This is much more of a late 80s uh, entry into the slasher genre. I really, really like this movie. I like the entire series, but this one here is much more played for laughs uh, versus the first one. Um, it's short runtime. And, uh, they seem to, they seem to get away with a lot of, a lot of more gory kills in this one than they did in the third one, which, uh, the third, which I'll get into the third one here in a bit. Um, but that's probably one of the reasons why I would pick this one slightly over part three is because it is, uh, significantly more gory. But, uh, uh, they're just, they're great and funny and cool and I thoroughly enjoyed Sleepaway Camp 2. I've watched it. Countless times, uh, and this is uh, this is actually one where I, where I watch the Scream Factory release uh, Blu-rays, and then I always go to watch the uh, the half-hour-long retrospectives on the discs as well because they're really fun to listen to. You know how they were made and the the trials and tribulations of a low-budget film back in the day and all that good stuff. But uh, I will say that uh, Pamela Springsteen is very absent from any special features on Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3, which doesn't surprise me at all. Well, <laughs> why? Doesn't she do uh, Comic-Cons and stuff? No, not to my knowledge. She's she's out of the movie business, and I don't know if she's ever... I haven't heard anything from her talking about the movies. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm a happy camper! Happy <laughs> <laughs> I watched it once. I watched it once, and I'll never forget that shit show. <laughs> one, one interesting thing about th- that they said on the special features of oh, this is actually part three. Which should I just review part three right now, real quick? Mm-hmm. Okay, part three, Teenage Wasteland. This was filmed, I believe, back to back with part two. And uh, one of the interesting things on Sleepaway Camp Three is uh, they were required to come in at. Oh, like, it had to be past 80 minutes to make it a, a movie. And, um, the director was like, well, shit, I'm like two and a half minutes short. What do I do? Or something like that. And so they had <laughs> two and a half minutes. You could just film some trees and shit. Yeah. Well, they, they were all, they had all their footage in except some of the MPAA stuff that was had, unfortunately had to be cut out. So they actually just went and took a dream sequence. They, they took this dream sequence from, um, or gave, Gave a dream sequence to Pamela Springsteen's Angela character and just like kind of gave it a blue tint and slowed everything down. Like, and it's clips from part two. Uh, and boom, just stuck that in and there's your runtime. And I'm like, I, that's so cool that they did it because I would have never guessed it. It actually makes, 
part three better, that little weird dream sequence to show that she's truly nuts, which, you know, apart from her murdering everybody, <laughs> is another way that you can tell that she's crazy. That wouldn't do, Eugene. That wouldn't yeah. do. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. But it was great. I love that the covers of Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3, at least the, oh, the older VHS and DVDs, are like not of Pamela Springsteen at all, or, or right. even related to the movie. Other than no. there's trees in it. That doesn't part three. It has some hot woman with a backpack with Freddie's glove and Jason's no, that's, machete. That's, that's part two. Part three is just this this big chested lady. You can't see her. You can only see the like the lower half of her head, and then her obviously her big her assets, and then she's holding a butcher knife with blood on it. And then like that character is not in this movie. So and. <laughs> but anyway, it's they're they're great. I I dig them all. I, I it's diminishing returns though. First one's the best. Second one is good, but not quite as good. And then third one is you know a little bit of a step down too. But anyway, yeah, I didn't um, care much so. for the sequels. I mean, they were worth one watch, but it, and they but they were so bad funny. Yeah, were, that's how they were enjoyable. That being said, if I came across them on VHS, snap, I would yeah. grab them up. But other than that, eh, probably not. Okay, uh, back to you. Um, Dagon. A boating accident runs a young man and woman ashore in a decrepit Spanish fishing town, which they discover is in the grips of an ancient sea god and its monstrous half-human offspring. Uh, TJ, have you seen this movie? I have not. I know about it, though. Okay. I just want to check. I don't want to get too spoilery, then. You should definitely check this movie out. This is an H.P. Lovecraft thing, and once it gets finally going, it takes a little bit to get going, once it does, it's like, oh yeah, uh, this has got the feel of of Lovecraft, icky, sticky all over it, and while it's it, it's 2001, so its CGI effects are dodgy at best, and its mm-hmm. practical effects are, they're really, I really appreciate that they're, they use so many practical effects, but at the same time, they're at that re- really weird era where you can tell it's just fakey and I don't know. But I, I still, I really liked the movie. Uh, the ending, I was actually kind of pissed me off because what they did at the ending, I was like, oh, yes, do this. Show me. Show me. Fade to black. And I was like, you bastards. <laughs> they were, it's like, I'm finally, finally, I'm going to get an on-screen presence of like Cthulhu or something. And it, then it just doesn't quite get there, uh, which is unfortunate. You get but... his cousin Steve. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's not far off. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I think a movie like this made made today with better CGI and uh, boy, some of the um, practical effects of like um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yeah. Or even even that new Overlord we were talking about, yeah, Eugenie. That looks some crazy. of that gory looking shit, where it like really hardcore. This oh, it's awesome. This could be super super duper cool. Anyway, I don't think it would appeal to a lot of people, but us. It's one that uh, I remember seeing the cover for like all the time at the video store, and it's just one I never got around to to renting. But I always thought the cover looked cool. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, next up is Upgrade. Set in the near future, technology te- technology <laughs> controls nearly all aspects of life, but when Gray, a self-identified technophobe, has his world turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant called STEM. 
Uh, TJ, have you seen this one? Yes, kind of. Okay. I had to... I was super bored with it when I watched it, so I shut it off. I was just... I don't think I was in the right mood for it, to be honest with you. I was, like, having kind of a crappy day, and I was like... I'm not in the mood for, like, a slow burn Blade Runner-esque type sci-fi film right now. So I got to the scene at the bar, and that's where I stopped. <laughs> so I'm going to rewatch it at some point, Okay. Very well, the, re- the end of this movie is critical, because this movie did not go a way that I thought it was going to go at all. And uh, the the writer in you, I think, will appreciate it, but let it simmer for a couple of days, because... At first, when I watched it happen, and I was like, I was like, yeah, and then they explained what was happening. I was like, wait, what? Wait, wait, that? No, uh, wait, that's what we're doing? I was kind of like, oh, fuck, I don't know if I like that now. Uh, but after sitting on it for a couple of days, no, nah, I'm good with that. That was badass, and I hope they make a sequel. I think they will, because everybody's talking about this movie online, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it, like I I mean, it looked good, and I, I thought everything was, you know, it was kind of cool, but it's just like one of those movies, and like I said, I think it was just one of those days, so I'm like, I'm not going to force myself to keep watching it, because I know if I do, I'm probably going to hate this forever, because I'm going to associate it with that, and I know this is one I'm probably going to dig, I just needs to not be today. <laughs> I, I understand. I think you yeah. will dig it, especially when the ending, the writer and you will dig that. Uh, okay, that's two. Eugene, back to you. Okay, next up for me is Outpost. This is from the 2008. This is there's m- numerous movies called Outpost, but this is the 2008 one from director Steve Barker, starring Ray Stevenson. Have you either of you seen this? This is the uh, mercenaries that uh, go on this mission, and they end up in this uh, abandoned World War II not German Nazi bunker and have to square off against the undead. No, I didn't. Didn't uh, UV Bull make something like that with? Oh, probably. He's done I, so many turd movies, that could be one of them. I know there was a World War II movie with, like, Andy Serkis, but I don't think that's the same movie. That's I'm not thinking. this, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, I know which one you're talking That's, uh, not the, that might be The Bunker? Yes. Or Death Watch. That was Death, Death Watch. Watch. And that, I yeah. actually really like Death Watch, but that's Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> um, Outback is, uh, or Outback, shit. Outpost, Outpost is, the uh. Bunker, the Bunker is the one that I, I think I've yeah. seen with Jason Fleming. Uh, well, ah, this one here Sorry. is, it's great. I mean, this is a great, got a pretty nice sized budget from what it seems. Good special effects, good story. This is a very much a horror action movie. So once things are set in motion and these mercenaries are trapped in the bunker, it's just all sorts of crazy hell is unleashed and it's, it's a blast. And this was exactly the right movie for my, when I was sick and laid up, I'm like, I want something kind of fun, not too depressing. And I'm like, this is just check brain at door, uh, mercenaries with machine guns, just annihilating zombies and vice versa. Zombies just ripping these guys to shit. It was great. I th- Big thumbs up. That sounds like my type of movie. <laughs> it was really good. And I've only watched this on DVD back in the day. And Amazon Prime has a has an HD version of it. So it looks really good, really nice and cleaned up. And uh High recommendation there. That was a fun movie. Um, and next is Shadow of the Hawk. Now, I had reviewed Nightwing last week and gave that a review, which was 
accurate. This is the other movie on that Blu-ray that I wasted $8 on. <laughs> wasted. Because there's my review of this movie. Shadow of the Hawk, starring the dude from Airwolf, which is the best part of this movie. Um, <laughs> Resisting urge to bust out the Airwolf theme song that I probably know by heart. <laughs> when we've just lost every audience member. <laughs> uh, here, uh, this old Indian medicine man guy and Airwolf guy and uh, love interest are... Running around the woods, trying to run away from this um, witch, maybe, I don't know. And then they run and run and run and run and walk and walk and walk and run. And uh, mumbo-jumbo-y stuff, face paint, and you're now an Indian, and take on the... Oh, it's awful. The boring shit. Oh, oh, what a waste of eight dollars. I mean, I... I'm going to keep it, but... <laughs> Because <laughs> it might go out of print, you see, and if it goes out of print, then it's worth a lot of money, then I got a collectible. It was. It was. Okay, back to you, Eric. Uh, okay, I, I absolutely could not resist because Castlevania Season 2 hit Netflix, and I'm dying to watch it, but I said, you know what? Season 1 was short. I want to rewatch that before just so I have a full refresher. So I went back and watched Season 1 of Castlevania. And I'm happy to say it completely holds up. It's awesome. It's lean, mean. It's fast-paced. It's gory. It's got demons and vampires, and it's just a pissed-off show, and it was... Season 1 is awesome. Uh, I did get around to watching Season 2, but not within the span of October, so we'll get into that in Recently Watched. Uh, next up is The Black Coat's Daughter. Have you seen this one, TJ? I have not. Oh, boy. Two girls must battle a mysterious evil force when they get left behind at their boarding school over winter break. And this is going to be a tough one to review. I, I feel like I'm going to have to watch it again in order to fully comprehend what they're trying to do here. I mean, it's frustrating because I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, the fuck is going on here? And I feel like they were really obtuse about a couple of things that there really wasn't much of a need to be that obtuse about. I think you could have just gone ahead and said, oh, we've got a, a demon involved here, or, we, you know, we've got this person is actually this person, or, you know, the uh, there's a bit of shifting of time frames from one storyline to another storyline. And it, like, it was just confusing, because I was like, it, it seems like we're in the same time, but the movie just goes over and deals with this one girl in a complete, seemingly nearly unrelated unre story, and then bounces over to this other girl and follows her. Again, they don't seem to be interconnected at all. And at the end, they're like, well, kind of connected. Connected. They are connected. And you're like, all right. Okay. Um, hmm. I think what this really would have benefited from, in my opinion, you know, from all of the many Oscar-caliber movies that I have made over the years. Uh, I think what he what would have worked better for me is if it had had a couple of moments like The Witch, where it was clearly defined, there's a fucking witch in this movie, and it is fucking evil. Look what it did to the baby, you know? Like, okay, I get that. Uh, or, you know... Here is this goat that is possessed by Satan. 
Black Phillip. It's like, okay, that is a tangible thing that I can lock onto that, oh, this shit's for real. You did not just, you did see the one, there is a demon in there. I did see, I did see that, but it almost could have been like a shadow. And we also don't know what's going on with that character at the time because she acts so weird. Like Mm. she acts like she's in a mental hospital, literally. Like for the good portion of the movie, I was like, oh, she's, she's at a special school for people that, have mental problems. I'm, I wasn't being insulting. I was like, maybe she was through a horrible trauma and her parents were murdered in front of her or something like, like that's what I thought was going on. And so when there's the shadow thing, I'm like, huh? What? Oh, well, she, she, maybe she's disturbed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, later you find out, no, it's just some Catholic boarding school. And why, why? I don't understand why, like, why was she doing the things she was doing? Just because just like, ah, you know, like if if you had had just a couple of those moments, like the witch, where you know tangibly there's a thing going on here, or what that person is trying to accomplish, then it would have, I think, it would have had more an effect on me the first time around. Now that being said, I will definitely be watching this movie again at some point, and I did pick up on something. Uh, TJ, take your headphones out for one second, and when I flip you off, you can put them back in, okay? <laughs> I gotta talk to him about something. I think at the end, when they did the shotgun blast, down at, uh, not the end, the first round with the main character. They're yeah. down in the, the cop goes down, there's the heads, Yep. shotgun blast. I think that shotgun blast went to her face at some, in some way, and then she, she had reconstructive surgery. That's why her part two just doesn't look like her. Ooh, if that's the case, they made her look real good. <laughs> yeah, I know, but what if it was just, like, minor thing? I, what the, the... She had plastic surgery or some shit. And yeah, because why? she... Yeah. I, it just didn't... I didn't understand that, oh, that's the same girl. It's like, what? Yeah. And the first time, the first time I watched it, I, I, I'm i right there with you. Like, what? But I I love, love that movie. And okay. love the we're creepy... Going, yeah. Yeah. We'll get TJ back in here. Uh, <laughs> yes, go ahead with your... I just, I adore that movie. It's, um, it reminds me of The Witch, actually. Uh, and I, I mean, to me, that one, that one particular scene is pretty much a, this is what they're dealing with. And I just went with it at that point. Uh, I do see your point as far as it, is it all in her head? Is she just crazy? But to me, I just immediately took it as, nope, there, this place is, there's a, there's a Satan demon thing in this place and it is possessing this girl. Roll with it. That's, that's, and that's that's totally fine, but I just I don't yeah. know. There was something motivation there that I didn't quite click. But it's probably because my dumbass thought this was a mental institution for the first third of it. So I, yeah. Yeah. if I had not, if I had known that it wasn't, then I probably yeah. wouldn't have had that reaction. Anyway, it it is a good movie, uh, TJ, and I think you should definitely watch. Oh, it. it's on my it's on my list. I believe I think I have it on my queue on Prime right now. I think it's Prime. That, unless I'm confusing that with the woman. Yeah, it's on, it should be on Prime. But, but yeah. So I would get to it eventually. I, I tried to buy it on Blu-ray, but instead I got a <laughs> copy of the Black Butterfly or some shit. Anyway, I tried to pull one over on Eugene because he took, yeah. <laughs> he took all of his... He gave me two giant bags of discs this week, and he took all the covers and slip covers because he has all these special editions that are worth money. And I don't want that shit around my kids. Right. Uh, not because it's evil, because I don't want my kids to tear it up, and then i got to pay Eugene money. So he just gives me the discs and empty Blu-ray cases, and I thought I'd really pull one over on him because I put that uh, 
goddamn slipcover for Black Coat's daughter in with one of his other random discs. <laughs> and I was really had this wonderful movie in my head where Eugene goes to put Black Coat's daughter back on a shelf and there's already a copy there. And then he just stares at himself like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Parallel and it didn't, it didn't, didn't quite work out that way. And then all of a sudden, this this big demon thing appears behind me, and Eugene, you have two of me, and kill for me. And you're like, cool. I'm just gonna go with it right now. Yeah, I guess it's it's pretty straightforward, you know. And I'm standing behind you, going, I have a few questions, sir. <laughs> then cut to you know, uh, Sam Neil in. In the mouth of madness, sitting in his theater, and here's Eugene in his theater, laughing hysterically at the screen as he's <laughs> all sorts of yeah crosses on my face yeah. and <sighs> <sighs> Mr. Demon, sir, can you please be a little more clear about your motivations? <laughs> uh, I did like the movie though. Thumbs Good. up. Okay, back to you. Um, the last movie for me of the uh, horathon was It Follows. It was literally down to. It Follows or Dog Soldiers. I'm like, do I want to go horror action or horror scary? And I went with horror scary. I've uh, seen It Follows twice before. And I'm like, I'm due for a rewatch and I want to genuinely be scared. And it that movie does it for me. It's the perfect John Carpenter score, John Carpenter-esque score, and the perfectly timed scares and the kind of sort of what the hell's going on the whole way through the movie. Everything about the movie itself is is kind of not quite right. Uh, not just for the, the actual, like there's these creature, not creatures, but these ghosty people are after, after these teenagers and they have to keep screwing to pass the ghost on whatever. But it's the fact that like, I'm not sure when this movie is set. And I think that the director deliberately did that to where it's like, okay, it, it's not modern, modern because the technology, like the TVs look old school, but then this, the one teenage girl has this, it looks kind of like a iPod kind of, but it's not, it's like this clam shell thing, weird thing that she's reading a book or it's so weird. And then like, it doesn't make sense. And I like that. It's, it's kind of off putting to where you're not, you can't pin down when is this supposed to take place? Is this a, an alternate reality earth or whatever? And it's, it's so, so good and so terrifying. I like that they didn't, um, the jump scares are perfectly timed and not overdone to where it's like, ah, oh, this is just nothing but jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. They're well-earned scares and the whole atmosphere of the movie is great. And I, it, anymore, unless it's a really good slasher movie, these newer teen horror movies, I'm like, meh. But this one here is, this is, for horror movies, this is one of the better horror movies of the past, I would say, in 10 years. I love it, Father. This is another one that's on my list that I didn't, I kind of was hoping maybe to get to this year and just didn't get a chance to yet. But I will. <laughs> it is a good movie. I had some reservations about it, but in, I, I'm not denying the movie uh, being great, like Eugene says. <clears throat> okay. That's it for you. One yep. more for me. Scream for help. From 1984, and does a movie ever live up to its title like this one? A teenage girl discovers that her stepfather is trying to murder her and her mother, but when she tells people, no one will believe her. <sighs> this movie is indescribable in its insanity. It's indescribable. Like, the whole time, I, I could have... 
Oh, almost. I started taking notes, but I was like, I would, oh, I would, I would almost have a page by now of like why this is weird and why it's weird that she did that and why is she doing that and why is she saying that? Why is she? What? Why? And then I paused it and was like, I'm ten minutes into this movie. There is like, if I tried to take notes on it, it would have been a ninety minute commentary track. Every scene has some bit of lunacy in it, and it is, it's, sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's over the top. Sometimes it's just a poster in the background that you're, or the, or, or the deck, the set decoration. Yeah. Like, I just noticed at one point, I started looking at all, like, she's got a lot of shit in her room. And I just kind of was looking in the background, I'm like, who has that? Who has, like, a fish statue, or whatever the hell, like, what, why? Why do we have that? Why does that, why is that a thing? Why did we put that in there? Characters do insane things. There, I, there was no script for this movie. There, there's no way because there's no way that, I mean, how would you even write this? Yeah. It was, it was just a cobbled together thing. Cocaine and mushrooms, Eric. Cocaine and mushrooms. (laughs) I loved it. I, I, I loved it. If, if you want to know what it is like to take acid and then try and sleep, scream for help because. Were you as, like, did you realize how awkward the music, the, like, the, Everything. none of the score worked? No. Nope. And then the, like, the fact that she walks in on her friend and immediately there's a, a nude scene and it's like, oh, hi, close friends. I, you're naked, but I'm in this room. And then that girl gets murdered quickly, fairly early on. And then pretty quickly, the guy that she was sleeping with, her friend was sleeping with, he's, Comes on to the oh, yeah, Nancy Drew character, and then they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna, uh, you're a virgin. Oh, I'm gonna pop your cherry, and oh, there's blood." And I'm like, "I can't believe I'm seeing this. Like, I can't believe you're doing this." And then Dad catches them and is like, "Well, haha, now I got a secret on you. Don't tell about my affairs." Yeah, and they're like, like "Ha, what? shucks, what? <laughs> that doesn't add up." That's... <laughs> oh. It was. It, I, I, I seriously, I looked at the screen like this and went, "What?" <laughs> What? Why? What? That I did that for ninety minutes. It was great. I love those movies like that. <laughs> TJ, it was fantastic. This was a trip into hell. It literally was because it, it's it's not like a nightmare, but it has a dreamlike logic to it, and it, it's. Was this an Italian film or or or? No, this is American. Really. <laughs> It's Ugh. it's like you you are frustrated because you're with the character and she's trying to accomplish something and you can't do it. It's that dream where you go to school and you can't remember your locker combination. You, you go to school and you're like, why is it that I'm in halfway through the school year and all of a sudden, bing, I completely forget my schedule. Like, I just, now I don't remember what class to go to. Where's my locker? I can't find my locker. I, I can't even <laughs> find my locker. I, That's this movie, 90 yeah, minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, why am I in the nurse's station? Where are my pants? I... No, that, that, that's what it is. It, it's indescribable. I will have to track this down at some point, because I want to watch it now. I, I think we're going to have to do a commentary track on this movie at some point. I don't know how in the hell I'm going to get my hands on it, because I'm not going to pay, like, 30 bucks for it or whatever. Uh, Eugene, maybe you can hook us up with some um, uh, one-time one time use copies. <laughs> oh, I've got my copy, and it's staying on my shelf. I love it. Oh, it was... But what a way to, I mean, last year I ended Horathon with The Witch, and this year, scream for help. Like, 
two different galaxies. It's so bass backwards. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, highly recommend. Okay. Uh, that brings the final score. Eugene, 66. Me, 67. Uh. <laughs> so it looks like I, uh, if you wouldn't have gotten me sick, you probably would have, probably would have won. Uh, I tried. I tried, but uh. hey, my goal was sixty-two. I, I was two a day is the goal, and we far, far outdid that. We're never, like I said before, we're never ever going to have any sort of real record because uh, I have a friend of a friend who is on disability and did a horathon a couple of years ago. He it was he was over two hundred I think it was something like that wow. because he 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 is on disability and does work kind of from home so he just went bam 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 six seven eight movies a day. Jeez, wow! wow. So well, that, that we do have a goal now for next year. Like so, sixty six to sixty seven. Can we do? Can we hit seventy? Because <laughs> I I think we can because I had a TV series that I watched and if I wouldn't have watched Hill House, I think I would have taken you, you this won. year. You would have won. Yeah. Oh, well. No. The, the math just doesn't work in your favor. Ah, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, real quick, because uh, I want to get on to a little bit of recently watched here. Uh, best of Horathon, worst of Horathon. And I'm not going to... Well, Eugene, if you're... Oh, just leave the podcast, I guess. Okay. <laughs> there he goes. He's out. <laughs> And off he goes. Uh, He's so upset by you beating him that he just got up and left. You oh, my door quit. was cracked open. I'm like, ah, oh, my kids. <laughs> and that too. And that too. I'm, I'm pretty salty right now. Uh, your your best and worst of the year. I'm look, when I do it. I'm I'm just gonna be. Oh, these were my favorite, and these were shit. I'm not gonna. I'm not ranking ten to one. Just here are the good, the best of, and here are the worst of. Uh, okay, so well, I mean, the number number one worst for me was uh, flesh eating mothers, which I still blame you for that. Uh, but nope. there's other movies. There's other movies. Um, <laughs> that needs to be nope. an all female punk band, by the way. Flesh eating mothers. <laughs> yes. See, I would I would listen to a band called that, but that movie can rot in hell. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Um, uh, and, and then the uh, complete other end of the spectrum best was Revenge. That was my favorite. Uh, that was my favorite of the horrorthon, uh, uh, but uh, other stuff. I mean, oh, and it follows is right up there with the best of the best. Um, well, what, suspicious death of a of a uh, beam was one of the worst. I hated that movie. <laughs> um, you know that one, yeah, Mr. Yes, Bean. All the beans, yes. Yeah, Nightwing was dog shit, awful, terrible. Whatever bats, no. Uh, upgrade kicked ass. That was great. House on uh, the Haunting of Hill House was uh, fantastic. That I actually that would be yeah. That's right up there neck and neck with uh, uh, with my favorites. That was so good. But I I went back and forth with you know I Friday the Thirteenth Part Four and Five are great. Sleepaway Camp is one of my all time favorite slasher movies. One of my all time favorite movies. Uh, Zombie Lake was garbage, but Kermit the Frog face paint was okay, I guess. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, Hi-ho, Eugene, watching Zombie Lake. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Zombie Lake? Hi-ho, Eugene, watching Zombie no. Lake. 
<laughs> Seriously, you guys should watch Zombie Lake sometime. Yes? I It's on Prime. I, I think it's on Prime or Shudder or something because I just saw that cover recently on something. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the Devonsville Terror is is really really good. Oh man, that was some good shit. Halloween three, <laughs> season of the witch. Halloween two. Um, what was malevolent? Uh, was that, that was a roulette. Was I don't malevolent. know if you liked it or not. Gave it yeah, one clearly. Of, it was awesome. <laughs> um, generic tween horror haunted house. I I do. Oh oh, that was uh, the the girl that was in um, Lady Macbeth. Which yeah, that was not a good movie, but she was good. Uh, Hell House LLC. I think Eric and you and I both agree that was. Oh that was yeah, good. I, I would have added that one to my list. That was good. Um, Company of Wolves. I still strongly suggest both of you check out Company of Wolves. That was so also so another good. film that's in my queue on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, love it. But um, Eric, you like what? The, uh, oh, um, oh, wait, before I forget, uh, Halloween Five is another one that can rot in hell. I that movie is god. Oh, Fuck that movie. I hated it. I hated I it. That's my I least favorite Halloween of all of them is Halloween 5. Unless the trick-or-treat motherfucker Buster Rhymes one might be there too. But they're awful. Awful. Uh, I didn't have too many that I already hated. But one of my um, goals or missions or whatever. One of my plans was to mostly watch stuff I hadn't seen before. And I barely watched anything as a rewatch. I think maybe three movies. Maybe four. Tops. Uh, but for the most part, it was all new. So, and it, most part, you're giving me them. So if you're giving me them, there's not a lot of times that you give me a movie where I'm like, I outright hated it. You know, a lot of times uh, there were a few movies this month that I was like, eh, just not for me. I mean, I, but that's not that it was a painful watch. And so I didn't yeah. get too tired out for best of, uh, terrifier is probably that might be top one or two. That awesome. is up there. Uh, as above, so below, I thought that was. A really enjoyable film, really effective. I quite enjoyed that one. Uh, I'm glad that I finally got uh, Cannibal Holocaust checked off. Glad that I watched that one. Murder Party was good. Yeah, Hell, Hell, Hell House LLC. Um, the Autopsy of Jane Doe and Revenge. Those, let's see. Uh, Terrifier, Autopsy of Jane Doe and Revenge. That's probably my top three. If, unless I'm, uh, oh, an upgrade. That that might be my top four right mm. there. I'm not sure what order, except maybe Terrifier on top and Revenge at the bottom. Uh, but not too much of a different uh, point spread between those two. Uh, Zombie High was a nice little gem. I, I did was I didn't adore it, but I was like, oh, that's a cool one that Eugene's never. See, talked I thought about. that was and, funny that you you talked about that one because that's one I just picked up on VHS not too long ago that I have sitting in my oh. bow. I'm jealous. I, I would snag that in a heartbeat. I honestly, if I came across it on v, on DVD, I'd buy it. I thought that was a pretty decent flick. Uh, and lastly, I want to get a shout out to, of course, Lords of the Deep because I wasn't able to find my underwater movie, dude. Uh, uh, without a doubt, the worst, worst, uh, stinking, horrible, god awful pile of shit that I watched was that Sharkensaw Women's Prison Massacre. <laughs> oh, bastard Jim Wynorski. Oh, the Changeling? Changeling was good. Oh, I love the Changeling. And that's that's a 10 out of 10 for me. Love that's that a good movie. movie. Yeah. Oh, the collection. Almost forgot about that one. Ghost stories. So, Eric, you did not watch any actual Halloween movies. Like No. I never... I wanted to watch... I had On Deck... 
at least three or four Halloween movies and Friday the 13th movies, never got around to them. But when I was stopping by your house, I was expecting, oh, he's going to give me five or seven movies. And it was like, here's 14. It's like, okay, well, I guess I got the next week and a half planned out. (laughs) But I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying. (laughs) That's all right. Okay. Uh, TJ, best and worst for your horror film. Kind of like you, this year my goal was to to watch mainly movies I hadn't seen before or stuff that I had only seen like one time. There was a few that I saw years ago, but have never seen since. Um, so my top six, um, hands down. Uh, so my top six and my bottom six are just films that I'd either only seen once or hadn't seen because I, I did have a handful of rewatches that would all be in the top five because they were like favorites. But, um, I was trying not to burn myself out too much this year. And I think watching new stuff helped. So, uh, my top six, um, the witch, which I give a 10 out of 10, that movie is just awesome. So good. Love that movie. Um, the devil's candy was another one I really liked. Um, summer of 84. I really enjoyed that. Um, Wait a minute, De- Devil's Candy, was that the one with all the metal music and yes. the, the dude Ethan Embry, Ethan Embry yeah, and okay. uh, Taylor Pruitt Vince? Good movie. Um, yeah, that was a good flick. Summer of 84, which is the folks, the, the roadkill superstar that did uh, Turbo Kid's new movie, which I absolutely yeah. love that movie. The end of that movie is such a punch in the gut. So good. Um, the Exorcist, even though I didn't find it scary, I loved the film itself. I thought the film was really good. Um, the new Halloween, I, I loved, um, so that would be in my top six and demons, which I absolutely had a blast with demons, which I know will make Eugene smile. So <laughs> I love demons. Love that, was another, that was another one on my list to rewatch. And I just not, just uh, did not get around to it. My bottom five top of that list is the pile of shit. That is Pumpkinhead two blood wings. I, I don't. <laughs> Dude, I don't flat out, like, hate a movie very often. What a steaming pile of shit that movie is. I give it a 2 out of 10 just because some of the creature effects were okay. Uh, Up next was the movie Frogs, which had frogs in it. It was boring as all shit. Uh, Darkness Falls. Scarecrow, which was a really low budget, like... Which one? There's a couple of them. This one is like, it's a, you can tell it was like shot on VHS and the kid's kind of a, kind of a loner and a loser. And he lives in a trailer with his mom and the stepdad, he walks in on the stepdad and his mom going at it. And the stepdad chases him down the cornfield and beats him. Uh, I believe it's like late eighties, early nineties. Uh, I got one, well, there's Scarecrows from 1988, but Eugene, that's the one that you gave yeah, me, Yeah, that's right? the, that's the, uh, Prison there, Break thing that, yeah, that's a good movie. No, they, I know, Scare- Scarecrows is cool, yeah. Scarecrow from 73 with Gene Hackman and Al Pacino. Uh, Man, I don't know, yeah, I'm not sure which, what, what you're talking, Scarecrow, it's called Scarecrow. Scarecrow, yes, but it also, I think, had a, I don't have my other thing opened up, so I would give you the synopsis. Uh. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, maybe? No, no, sir. No, no, that's a classic TV movie. I love that uh, movie. Let me look real quick. I've got the Google machine right here. Pumpkinhead 2, though, I'm, <laughs> I have that on oh, Blu-ray. Oh, God, that's <laughs> awful. So oh, there's, there's so much flannel. There's so much flannel and 
Oh, the sheesh, that's very 90s. Like, that just, that has a pungent odor of 90s in it. But Linnea Quigley is in that, and I, I like that okay, she's this, in that. Okay, it's, it's from 2002. Uh, a high school outcast who lives in a trailer with his mother finally meets a friend. He wants to ask her if they can go the next step, but then sees her kissing another boy. Uh... At a party, he runs home only to find his mother having sex with a drunk. He starts yelling, but is countered by the drunk when he suffocates him. It makes him look like he hung himself. The scarecrow comes in when the boy's soul is pushed into it. He goes out for revenge. It's from 2002. Um, yeah. <laughs> there it is. And Oh, I remember that. I actually remember that cover from, like, rental stores. Like, the movie itself is... It's got a lot of problems, like... It's not good, but I can appreciate it for what it was, you know, and what they were doing with a lower budget. But it's just, the story is awful. The Scarecrow looks kind of cool, and there's some really kind of funny kills in it, you know? Like, spoiler alert, he stabbed somebody to death with a piece of corn through the mouth, you know? Stuff like that. There's There has some moments, uh, but yeah. And uh, last but not least in my bottom five was Boogeyman. Yeah. Uh, Boogeyman. Of, of which, which Boogeyman? There's a couple of those, too. Uh, Scarecrow 2002 IMDb says action comedy drama. So, sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no, that, that cover totally says horror. Oh, yeah. Though. Yeah, it and does. It's got, it so, does. And it's got a lot of gore and kills and shit in it. It's just, it's not good. Um, but it was shot on video, like it, it, like or shot on VHS, you think? It looks like it was either shot on VHS or one of the first early iterations of digital video, perhaps. But it has like Ooh, this. And I know how those it are. has like this Painful. weird yellow tint throughout the entire film, and it just it, it looks weird, you know. Um, that's not what <laughs> ruined it. The um, yeah, it's just bad, but. And then um, some surprises in films that I would say were honorable mentions. Uh, the Ritual, which I really liked. Event Horizon. Deep Rising. Uh, Mom and Dad with Nick Cage and Selma Blair, which I actually really, really enjoyed. And Honeymoon. Now, which boogeyman are you talking about? Are you talking about the 1980 yeah. Yuli Lamel movie? The Sam Raimi film uh, that come out with the Dark, ca- oh. dark Castle as the worst looking cgi monster ever put to film on it and it's a piece of shit it like the movie itself wasn't that bad but that ending is just like you just went from being like a you know a pretty enjoyable like five or six movie i was like fuck you i'm giving you a three you cheap <laughs> suckers for not freaking oh. that's one of those movies that makes me angry because they went the cheap way and just it looks so bad. I could do a better friggin' CGI on an etch a sketch. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out which what year. I've, I've got one from 2005, and it doesn't say anything oh, about Sam Raimi. Let me look. Hold on. I got 19. I'll tell you the year. I'm sorry, but I just don't want to have to. 2005. But bo- uh, okay, I'm on the right one man. then. Yep. Stephen K. Director, huh? Oh, just bad. <laughs> Oh, I don't, I, I just want to make sure I avoid the right movie because they're, yeah. when you get into stuff like Scarecrows and Boogeyman, I, I, just surfing IMDb, it's like, it's well, there's 14 it. movies. Boogeyman would be worth a watch just for you because I want you to 
get through it and be like, all right, this is kind of cool. I'm waiting for, oh, what the fuck, really? And then just be oh, angry hate- and boil it and seethingly angry. I don't get mad at films very often, but I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, TG, I get mad at movies on an almost daily basis. <laughs> uh, it's not impossible that I've seen this movie. I've seen that one. I don't remember. It's been so long. I don't remember much of, or if anything of it. So, but out of, uh, out of the, I watched 51 movies, which is, which is like 20 more than I did last year. Um, and I would add more than that if I didn't have that stretch of just chaotic busyness. Um, out of, out of those 51 movies, I mean, the majority of them, there was only maybe five or six that were actually like stuff that I watch on the regular. Everything else was all, either second viewings or first time viewings for me. So it was kind of cool. And I, I really enjoyed the horathon this year and seeing all kinds of new stuff. And I think I might kind of go that route again next year because I had 57 movies to start my list and I only watched 26 off my list. So, you know, wow. Yeah. <laughs> because stuff I kept agree. popping I... up on prime and shutter and, you know, Netflix. So I got distracted. <laughs> <sighs> By the way, I did I I did forget Pieces, uh, which I have to mention that like Pieces is one of my all time favorite movies, and I did watch Pieces, and so there you go, Pieces. <laughs> pieces. Wait, 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 during Horathon? Yeah, I watched that was one of the first ones I watched. Oh, you were you were saying for best of the year? Yeah, for best okay. of. I, I going through my I watched so many movies just going through this list. I'm like, holy shit, there's so many. I'm like, oh, Stepfather Two, Garbage, Dolly Dearest. Shit! Like, oh, there's pieces. That little, that little nugget of awesome in the mushed in between those two turds. <laughs> oh, it's like a steak sandwich where the bread is shit. <laughs> yep. Good. Okay, guys, we've got about ten minutes. Let's do one round of recently watched, and that'll be it for the show. Is that cool? That's fine. By yeah. Me. All right, uh, Eugene, TJ, then me. Okay. Uh, first up is a movie that, oh, I, I so nearly, I mean, I dodged a bullet on this one because, uh, this new, this new, uh, Blu-ray releasing company, uh, Dark, Dark Force Entertainment released this movie called Cop Killers from, from the seventies. And I'm like, and they, they've put out some good stuff and they're kind of teaming up with Code Red and you know, Code Red Bell. And so I'm like, ah, it, they, they have a very similar tactic in trying to get purchases on uh online on social media and whatever and I get a kick out of them and Code Red Bill. So Cop Killers pops up and I'm like, ooh, that's a cool title. Maybe that's something that I might want to spend eighteen dollars on. Luckily it was on Amazon Prime and I watched it. All <laughs> hour and thirty-three minutes of Man of the Hands of Fate Part Two. Because that's what this movie is. It's it's part two of uh, of it's it's I fucking hate this movie so bad. Um, and it gets good reviews. It, it probably costs $10. It's these two non-actors that go around shooting cops. And it looks like it was shot in 1965, not 1977. Um, and then there's long stretches of talking because they have to pad the runtime out. And they're on the run because of drugs or something. And it is... It's so... It's so bad. It's so infuriating. Um, I I dare you guys to watch no. it. Hell no! I no, 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 no. don't. You 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 can't. You shall not lead us astray, Eugene. 
Oh, Manos. The whole way through, I'm like, Manos. And I'm like, after the first 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, just turn it off, Eugene. Just, you're you can't. fine. Just turn it you off. And I'm like, I can't. I can't turn it off. Like, why can't I? Like, I, I literally, I don't like, know. Because it's like, well, now I have to watch it. I have to say that I, wa- I, I watched Cop Killers. I checked off the list, but oh, that movie, it was so bad and, uh, okay. Yeah. Fuck that. Movie. You want another um, one? Huh? Go ahead. Do another one. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I want to... Oh, here we go. Amityville 2, The Possession. Because I want to... Yeah, end on a good note. Amityville... Uh, have you have you guys watched Amityville 2? I haven't... No, I didn't get to either Amityville's, the original or the remake this year. And I've never okay. seen any of them, so... Um, You've never ever seen any of them? Never, no. Oh, I bought uh, Amityville 1 and 2 on a double-pack VHS way back in the VHS days, watched them in my parents' basement in my room, and Amityville 1 scared the living hell out of me. Amityville 2, I was like, yeah, that was actually pretty good, too. I, I think it wasn't as quite as high a filmmaking as Part 1, but I still thought it was very effective. Never got around, I traded them in, never got around to getting them on DVD. Mm, a couple months ago, bought them on VHS again. Nice. Yep, so the I'll be watching those sometime. That's right. It's probably, it's probably my copy. I, I paid twice for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amityville 2, The Possession, is my favorite of the Amityville series, and it holds up. Really? Uh, oh, it's, it, dude, it is so good. And uh, it's, it's, I don't want to compare it to Scream for Help, but it does have this, what are you guys thinking type of mentality going on. There's a lot of inappropriate stuff, especially with the brother and sister, that, Honestly, I don't see them. They could, could they this type of movie they wouldn't make anymore. It it's off in the best way possible, and it's legit creepy to me. It because the filmmaking isn't quite as good as the first Amityville. It's not quite as scary, I guess, but it still has this. It's ne- 1982, but it feels like a late 70s movie. And the dad in this movie, it's like this family could literally like I oh, let me give it an example or like. They literally could maybe eat their food too fast at supper, and he would just beat their ass for it. That's the type of dad this guy is. Is he just he hates his family so much, and he's such a son of a bitch. And he's the he was the trainer in one of the Rocky movies. Is it Rocky Four? Maybe the I don't know what his name is. I don't know, he's a piece of shit. Is it Burt Young? Maybe. Um, yeah, Burt Young. That's the guy. Uh, anyway, uh, but it's weird. I and there's an Italian director. Uh, Damiano Damiani, he directed it, and uh, it just it has a almost an Italian vibe going on through it. There's this is back in the days where the bladder effects were big, like with it with the Howling and American Werewolf and all those movies and the the Beast Within, and so they really like let's just throw a whole bunch of bladder effects towards the end of this movie, and I I love those bladder effects, those old school where the skin just bubbles and it's, ugh, it's yucky and cool. But uh, it's a great movie. It's uh, They shoehorn an exorcism type thing in the, in the end. That, I'm like, what? Okay, that's... Sure, why not? It's an hour and 45 minutes that it didn't have to be, but I, it was so good where the whole way through, I'm like, I, keep going. Keep throwing weird, inappropriate stuff at the screen because I, I lapped that shit up. <laughs> yeah, it, big thumbs up. It's... Yep. Inappropriate the movie. I'm looking forward to rewatching those on VHS at some point, and knowing me, I'll get so distracted by shit it won't be till October next year. Yeah. Uh, TJ. All right. Um, 
So I watched uh, the last film of my horror-thon was Dog Soldiers, um, directed Neil Marshall, 105 minutes, rated R. Um, absolutely probably, it, this movie keeps climbing ranks as one as my, it, you know, it's in my top five favorite werewolf movies ever, top three. And it's kind of climbing the ladder. Um, it's, I love this movie just as much now, if not more than I did when I originally saw it. Um, you know, this is one of those movies when it first came out, I really wasn't that excited to see this. And then I was like, eh, it's probably just going to be an average horror flick. I end up watching it and, uh, you know, and it's just, I think it's, it's nearly flawless in blending the multiple genres together. The cast is awesome. The effects are good. The score kicks ass. It's chock full of action. Um, there's some great, great dark comedy moments, especially with Spoon. And, uh, they stick with you long after the film and the characters interact in a way that, you know, they're really fleshed out and they make the film what it is. I think if that hadn't been such a good cast in this, I don't think it would have worked quite as well. Um, you know, I've watched this dozens of times and it still kicks ass. Um, <laughs> never bored with it and still packs just as much of a punch for me as it did the first time. I give it a nine out of 10. Uh, sorry. Um, what is he doing next? He's doing something big. Neil Marshall? Neil, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I know he's, he's, I keep hearing his name like attached to something, but I can't remember what it was. It's something big. Was it shit. a Stephen uh, King flick? That'd be awesome. Dog soldiers, man, doomsday sucked. Um, yeah, that was, that was a misfire. <clears throat> He did. He went to TV then, and he's done some great TV. He did a couple episodes of that Constantine show. Should be Constantine. Uh, Hellboy. The new Hellboy. Ah, the one with David Arbor? Yeah. Oh, sweet. That's what he's doing. And Skull Island, Blood of the Kong. He's rumored to be a attached to. Whatever, I root for that guy. Dog Soldiers is awesome. Oh, yeah. so I'm still so pissed we haven't got a sequel. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, everything about that movie just works. Everything about the movie. It's so much fun. Uh, so much fun. I need I need to watch that again. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> I'm going to do one, then we'll coming soon and get out of here. Because we're getting on in time. Uh, Castlevania Season 2. Now, we are all thrilled and happy that they were doubling up the length of the season from four episodes to eight, yeah. I believe. And... Uh, you know, the first season has such a breakneck pace... I think I wasn't quite ready for season two to be a little more balanced. As far as anime goes, it's still pretty fast paced because a lot of anime seasons are like 20 or 30 episodes. Yeah. No joke. And they take forever. Uh, but at eight episodes, at first I was like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's get on with it. And I watched a couple of these episodes more than once, kind of, because I would fall asleep during them. I was watching them late at night and sick as shit. <clears throat> But I, the second half of the season really ramps up and gets going and gets on with the Dracula shit and really, really closes out strong, uh, with the exception of the very last episode. The, the end of this season's arc was the episode before the last episode. Uh-huh. The last episode is, okay, now we did all the big adventure fun action things. It's just calm and let's, let's figure out how we're going to get on with the rest of our lives and maybe a little setup for another season. Uh, so just 
know that going in, you will not be disappointed as disappointed by the last episode. The last episode is fluff. Uh, but the episode right before it is the true climax of the series. So if you know that going in, I, I think you'll, I think you'll be a little more forgiving of it. I didn't know that. So I got to the, you know, episode seven and I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. And then I'm like, what's going to happen in eight? And it's like, not a damn thing. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of chit chatting and, and, oh, I'll see you later and what, what, yada, 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 that are goodbyes. <clears throat> anyway, uh, I still really enjoyed the series. I just, want to let you guys know it has a slower pace as well as it should because the first season is almost too fast it's just yeah i was it's so much as much as i love the first season i was like it's over already oh. <laughs> yeah yeah this this is a little more even paced uh for a whole series i would recommend rewatching season one before you go into this because yeah. a lot of the crap i mean it picks up it's halloween too it picks up right from where that left yeah. off and i actually went and hit play on it <laughs> and watched a couple of minutes and i was like I don't even remember what was going on, so <laughs> went back and watched the first season again, which, for 20-minute episodes, it's not that painful to right. do. Uh, okay. TJ, thanks so much for joining us for the Horrorthon. I want you to get in your plugs, and then tell us what you got coming soon, what you're going to be watching. Uh, yeah, um, if you uh, want to check out Average Joe's Drive-In, you can find it anywhere you find the movie freak, so just type in Average Joe's Drive-In. Um, I've got no new books coming out right now, but if you want to buy my books, go to www.thomaswashburnjr.com and you can find links to my music from different musical projects, my books, um, the podcast and all that good stuff and all my social media links do that, you know, support, um, chum is almost done filming. So hopefully I'll have some more news about that soon. And... Coming soon for me, uh, Atomic Blonde is on the list. Um, I rented Solo this weekend and never got a chance to watch it, so I need to rent that again so I can watch it. Uh, the Meg, um, boy, uh, and uh, a couple other films that I didn't get to during the horathon. Mandy, I'm definitely going to check out Mandy. I cannot wait to see that one. And also Hereditary, which I did not get to yet, so... That's pretty much Mandy it. is on my list to review oh, and Bohemian uh, Rhapsody, which I hope I'm going to go see Friday in the theater. No, uh, oh, I want to see that so bad. <laughs> so I got to kill some time. A friend of mine passed away last week and they're having his services. So it's not till a little later and I get out of work. So I was like, ah, that might be a good time to go see that movie before I go do that stuff. So nice. Eugene. Uh, I've got uh, Paul Nashi's Devil Incarnate. Uh, on deck to watch. Uh, I still have Dr. Butcher MD pulled out on my stack. 2001 A Space Odyssey 4K release. That actually might, uh, I might hit play on that one tonight. Uh, just because now that I, like, I've been waiting to watch that one, but I've been so sick. I'm like, nope, I will not be sick when I hit play on my favorite movie. So 2001 might get uh, watched tonight or at least started. Oh, and I've got some other... I've got the 4K restored version myself that I've been holding off on, and that's going to be yeah. watched very soon. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't wait. I can't, I've been seeing screenshots of that, of the new release, and I'm like, oh, I'm giddy. Uh, but, um, oh, anyway, there's, there's other odds and ends. I actually, uh, I, I, I feel an Argento kick coming on soon to where I watch some of his older Jalos, the, uh, the Animals trilogy from the early 70s and Deep Red. Uh, maybe even phenomena and uh, 
uh, Suspiria again, just because the new Suspiria is coming out. So I'm like, uh, I should start getting back into some of the old school Argento phenom- stuff. Phenomena is so good. I watched that during Horathon. God, I love that movie. I need to it's buy it. It's so on, great. I need to buy it on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. So that's that's what's coming coming up for me. Eric, you? Uh, coming soon for me is a metric shit ton of VHS movies, including Broadcast News and Towering Inferno, Escape from Alcatraz, Blind Fury, Gremlins. I'm starting to feel the winter. I think it's going to snow this weekend, mm. Eugene. Uh, oh, really? so okay. we might be getting some winter movies coming. Uh, TJ's like, I'm in Maine. Fuck you. It's it snows four six months times a year. Already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And just, uh, I'm feeling a little bit of an action comic book kick coming on. Imagine that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's going to be it for me. Gentlemen, thank you very much, but we got to get out of here. We're running on on time. Yeah. I will see you later. See you. See ya. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.